welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, Light-Fingered Thief. And today, I'm joined by Marsha the Magician. Hey, y'all. As well as Logar the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. So, I know typically we're in character a lot of times. Sometimes we're also playing around the table. So, today we want to talk about player behavior at the table. Or GMs. DM. Player DM, GMs. Behavior around the table? Behavior around the table. So, let's say just everybody around the table, including... GM, DM, as well as because <laughs> we're all table human, right? table behavior, table etiquette, so. table etiquette one hundred and one. Forks so. die use. Now your twenty sided die goes to the right side of the <laughs> while, while setting the game table. The pencil goes on the left side. So that's table setting, right? Not table behavior. <laughs> it's table etiquette. There's a proper way to place your dice on the table, just like your silverware in your place. Did you know yeah. this? It's table settings. <laughs> it's table etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing I've had to do was like in high school, they sent me to like a summer camp and they put me through like a night of etiquette dinner. And I wanted to kill myself. It was just like <laughs> so you had uh, to sit <laughs> salad fork, steak knife. I mean, what type of etiquette were they walking you through on that one for table? Which forks he use, what spoons he use. Like it was just kind of weird. I think all people running it were like racist too. I got weird vibes from them. And so <laughs> It was just really weird. I, I'd be a, I, 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 I don't I'm that's not a skill that I have. No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> As long as the, the food gets from, you know, the plate to your mouth, you should, you know, use what works. <laughs> I, I eat a lot of burritos. There aren't that many uh, silverware involved with those. Exactly. The mess is the point. Yes. So for a gaming table etiquette, you know, I would say one thing that I would want to make sure is that, you know, players are paying attention to the game. So that means not being on their phone or, you know, surfing the internet or doing other stuff. You know, they're focused on the game. So for me, that's a table etiquette. And sometimes it's harder when you're gaming online and virtual because everyone's sitting at their computer. So there's a tendency for people to go, you know, search the interwebs for other stuff right in the middle of the game. So for me, I think focus is probably most important during game. I I think what's interesting with, with maneuvering a, a game table with people is there is an element of social skills that is kind of probably required or necessary. If not, there may be problems. Um, putting together a game group sometimes I'm just like okay making sure that everybody would get along socially you know and right. there's nobody here that's going to be like oh we're going to all have problems with this fella he's kind of a turd in this way things like that so just finding the right group of people who have mutual respect for each other seems to be kind of a foundation for me when it comes to that kind of thing for sure a lot of people you know you're going to want to game with people you're comfortable with for the most part Oh right. yeah, I think that's a base expectation that we're not going to game with a bunch of like racist, sexist, homophobic <laughs> folks at our at our personal table. So yeah, that's that's definitely one thing after the bat too. But then like like uh, jokes and things like that can vary from group to group and people to people depending on what's acceptable and what's not. <laughs> Absolutely, like you don't want to like be in the context where it's like. Someone joke about like insane shit or like shit that's like, you know, some stuff someone else. And that can be a big problem, like in a group setting. And mm -hmm. it's really important to make sure that you like set boundaries, but also like as like your own responsibility, don't say something like you wouldn't say to like a stranger, for example, if you don't know like people that you're like hanging out with. No, that's a good rule to follow because 
you know, at our game table, we probably have a lot of juvenile poop jokes um, <laughs> and such, which not everyone's into poop jokes, but, you know, you know, we're, like I said, we play like we're 12, but, uh, you know, on a serious note, you're right, Marsha, in, in regards to, you know, if you're gaming with a group for the first time, inappropriate jokes or behaviors and such, it's, you know, got to be cautious because we're all still getting to know each other and such. Exactly. I think the biggest problem, the biggest problem that I've run into at game tables that I feel have been disruptive to the game and the game group itself has been like uh, very gendered based comments and things, to be honest. Like I can think of men who have said very lewd things to women around tables over the years that I've been at. And, uh, you know, at least one of them at one point in time was asked to leave the group after making comments about someone's body and things like that. Um, I think that was prior to when we played with you, like, but, uh, but, you know, I've seen things like that and keeping in mind, just keeping the comfort of all in mind and having that consideration for others, what may be appropriate or not. Sometimes those are just social skills you need in life, not just at a game table and should be <laughs> considered when interacting in a space. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a normal real life. He shouldn't be an asshole mm -hmm. like that either. Right. So yeah. Right. Like, yeah. If you're going to get called into the HR department at work for it, it's probably not something you should be bringing to a game table. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I don't really play like online that much because I I'll never play like with like friends in real life or people that I know like very well online mm -hmm. because I don't trust internet people to not be weird sometimes, honestly. <laughs> and so like for me, that's like a big like boundary and people who don't know how to like not make like weird comments or like people who like are weird, like flirting at the table, which is like, especially weirdly common in some like online circles. It's just like, please don't put me through that. Like, I, I don't know you like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm taken. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I'm here to enjoy the game, you know, so let's keep it <laughs> focused right. on the game and not be like, so Marsha, nudge, nudge, wink, wink at the table. We mean like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a little bit creepy. <laughs> I, I've seen behavior like that at tables here and there. It, it is something to watch for. I, I think people have gotten in some, you know, I'd like to think that most places are like, oh yeah, there's boundaries here. We're not going to, we're not going to put up with that kind of thing. But obviously that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, everybody's heard stories and everything else. So those things do occur. You're talking about like, when I was introduced to these games, you know, it was a largely like male dominated areas, white male dominated areas that I was going into these game stores back in the 80s and 90s. They weren't. It's just a matter of fact. And that's something that people talked about a lot. The change of uh, what you see in these spaces and where they're coming from. It's just uh, it just it is. <laughs> Am exactly. I wrong? So, you know, there's certain things that perhaps dominated in those spaces that weren't always the best thing to be dominating in those spaces. That wasn't always making them comfortable spaces for others. And that's for a long time. I would avoid game comic stores because of some of those behavioral issues that I had seen. And I don't I don't begrudge anyone who says, yeah, I need to step out of this thing because of all this garbage that 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 that's just something that happens. And I can try to make my game table at home, my own game group, a different type of environment. Right. You know, there's always that. <laughs> well, you know, for all of the, well, within our game group specifically, I mean, we do have a list of general house rules for folks on, in terms of, you know, don't be a dick and don't be a racist. 
uh, sexist or homophobic. So, you know, we outlined that pretty clearly up front as that's a base expectation for you to come in the game, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't, right. Don't, be, don't be a jerk. Don't be creepy. Don't <laughs> say shit like that, you know, so. Right. And I just play with like other girls and like gay people. So <laughs> for us, like just us being like close friends already, it's just kind of like, it works out because we already know like our boundaries or we're comfortable with. And I, I don't know. I feel like that to me is like, at least kind of like a personal difference between like me and like, how I see the culture of the hobby often because people talk about like playing with strangers, like much more often than I've ever like one to honestly. Mm-hmm. And like the whole culture of like, let's find games or how do you find people to play with you? And it's like, for me, it's never been about like the game, honestly, it's just like be hanging out with my friends specifically. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's kind of like a different like relationship almost to like, why are you playing? Who are you hanging out with? And what's like the structure of that? I think for me, one of the biggest, one of the big, big, biggest influences on me playing is that I do, it does keep a social life going. I get to see right. great friends regularly and spend time with them and like our in-person cnc game we spend a lot of time just hanging out and talking probably more so than some people would want to and game, <laughs> you know and after game music like last night we got after game we just hung around the fire till one two o'clock in the morning talking after game smoking cigarettes and you know a few people were drinking and whatnot and that's nice. Just, yeah, having that time to interact with everybody because a lot of folks don't have that time to see friends and as regularly. And it's nice to have a group of folks that you do see regularly uh on a social level, you know. Absolutely. And it could be that, you know, during the week this is their main social activity because everyone's busy with work and family and life and school and other stuff. So this could be their one time to be able to game and hang out, like you said, with friends. So I think, you know, just making sure it's clear to folks at the game table is like, yeah our table is going to be more social. Therefore it may not be a hundred percent pure rolling dice and gaming. You know, there's going to be breaks where we just talk about random stuff. I don't know, comic books or movies or TV shows as well too. Right. So. Right. And, yeah. And, and most of the time when you're with a game group, there's probably some common interests. I know our game group has a lot of like friendships that are from outside of the game and, and people that share other common interests and other things. A lot of us are, uh, politically active and going about politics, there's very similar political views. So there's things like that going on with side conversations as well. It tends to be, and then we like to do our potlucks. So like last night we had enchilada casserole and 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 all kinds of stuff. And that's uh, delicious. It was good. I think I did all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good cook. <laughs> you should be Logar the chef, then not Logar the librarian or Logar the barbarian. Logar the Logar, Logar the, the barbarian chef. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm an all right cook. I do good at that kind of thing. I can I I can I can make a meal. The enchilada casserole. I kind of evolved the recipe last night a little bit from my old one. I kind of changed things. I think I stepped it up, made it a little better than it used to be, and it was pretty good to begin with. Oh, cool. <laughs> what you do to it? I don't like go off track too much, but like, well, usually I use just refried beans and then the, the rice for the two layers of the and before I put mm-hmm. the ench and then I'll like throw the tortillas, the little corn tortillas in the oil, and I'll wrap them up as regular enchiladas for the top and put the enchilada sauce on. Well, this time, yeah. I did a very thin layer of the refried beans, refried black beans, and then the rice. And then on top of it, the layer I put on top of that was beans, but it was pinto and black beans and corn and stuff mixed up with some verde salsa and had a real good flavor to it. And it was kind of juicy, so I put it on top of the rice so it would soak into the rice as well and flavor the rice. 
And uh, yeah, wow. I made that extra layer and kind of added that extra recipe to that layer that I think was a little bit better than just doing plain refried beans. So, that sounds so delicious, actually. <laughs> it has a little bit more flavor and juice, so that's good. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was not as juicy as I thought it would be at the end. I think it actually turned out just about right because the, the extra juice from inside the the bean mixture that I had made was boiling into and, and kind of seeping into the rice and flavor and that. And it turned out real nice. And the top was so cheesy. It was so good. <laughs> That's good. But, you know, again, you know, for example, potlucks is something that our gaming group will do when we're in person. And, you know, we're pretty casual about it in terms of, hey, what do you guys want to do? And then we have everyone chip in something, you know, if it's going to be, you know, sides or main dish or drinks or something. So everybody chips in. You know, so you know that's part of the etiquette of the group as well too. You know, everyone contributes a little bit with what with what they can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I said for my friends now, it's alcohol because I just came out of college. My friends just don't college, and so we come over and it's like, yeah, let's get some fucking like wine and cider and soju and shit. And we just, I get really stupid because I'm a light drinker, <laughs> but everyone else can handle it, so it's fun. No, I I don't drink at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't drink anymore either, but to be fair, Logan and I, we've been, yeah, we're, we're a little bit older, so. I can't, I can't take it anymore. It tears, I can't, yeah. it tears me I up. I can't, I can't, I can't I, drink, It's so. too much for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, alcohol is too much for me anymore. Like, not, I feel not, that. Yeah, like, not that we don't have alcohol at at our ga- games, but typically we have, you know, the usual soft drinks and then someone might, you know, bring like a white claw or something like that here and there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but it's not super common at ours. <laughs> and I think perhaps the more you get it, the drinking also may, depending on the situation, how many people and how 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 drunk or how stoned people get or whatever, some of that may also play into questions of etiquette as well, how inebriated someone is the day. Oh, absolutely. That's why I want to play with friends because if I were like that fucking stupid around like strangers, I'd be embarrassed and <laughs> want to die. So... Yeah, definitely ways you would act if you were you were drunk or stoned or something like that, as opposed to ways somebody would act that's that's in a, a completely sober group. I feel that there's there's there might be different expectations and different um, etiquettes in those different situations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, something to consider. Social situation, social interaction, social etiquette is strange because one thing that's appropriate in one place can be very appropriate in another. And just having the basic skill to figure that out is sometimes a skill sometimes, and a challenge uh, for some yeah. folks to figure out. Right. <laughs> it's like how, you, how you behave at a formal wedding or how you behave at the bar or hang out with your college friends. Obviously, you have different <laughs> etiquette right. associated with it. So Suggestions for etiquette at the table. Well, viewers say that you had one, one basic etiquette um, thing that you think is important at the table. What is it? <laughs> I feel like know thyself. Mm-hmm. Don't be like weird. Don't assume what other people like want to do unless like you're like actual friends with them and stuff. Just kind of stuff that kind of stuff for me, honestly. Light. I was a very similar what Marcia just said, you know, don't don't be a selfish prick and then you know be aware <laughs> of you know your surroundings and the people that you're with, right? You know, have a have a little bit more of a self-awareness as well with the people you're with, with the group you're with. But you know, I don't think that's exclusive to gaming tables like we just said earlier i think that's just just typical (laughs) social interaction how to be a normal person yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) how not to be a how not to be a dick (laughs) right one of the positive things about role playing i've said for decades is that yeah you gain some social skills out of it (laughs) I, (laughs) i feel that an important thing for me as a dungeon master sometimes 
and etiquette is is trying to pay attention to those who are at the table and in the game and trying to have consideration for that other person and try to pay attention and see what people's comfort level fun you know kind of trying to check in with them and make sure you're aware of what's going on with others as much as possible absolutely Uh, yeah i think that that's one thing try to pay attention and make space for all the people at the table yeah, being inclusive of all the players because you know some players that might be a little bit more quiet or shy or might be new to the table, so you want to make sure that they're included as well too. Give yes. them and, and sometimes giving them an opportunity, like oh, making sure that they get an opportunity to speak, or sometimes realizing where that line is where they may not be comfortable to be highlighted at this point. So there's kind of a, a little right. line you got to be able to feel out there. That's about all we got time for today, Marcia. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online? Yes, you can find me at Traverse Fantasy on Twitter or TraverseFantasy.blogspot.com. You can, uh, wait a minute. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. You can really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Have fun with all your friends gaming.